Hello, welcome to Home Baking. This is a podcast all about adventures in home baking through ingredients, history and culture. My name is Rin and I'm your guide to talking about today all things lemon and pastry. We're going to be talking about a lemon shortbread. I'm counting that as a pastry. Maybe that's a bit cheeky, but I am. We'll be talking about shaker lemon pie. We will be talking about uh, some lemon bars one that went well, one that didn't, and we'll also be talking about lemon meringue pie. So let's get, get let's get started. Just a very quick update from me to say, as you may have noticed, I've changed my name recently from Kate to Rin. I had a bit of a realisation about not wanting to identify as a woman anymore and identify as non-binary. And so I've started using the name Rin, which has been surprisingly uh, good for me. And well, I kind of, I, I knew it would be good for me. That's why I was doing it. But people have been surprisingly accepting which I'm really grateful for so I hope that it yeah I hope that uh, that makes sense um it's actually a shortening of my birth name as is Kate so my birth name is Catherine um and I was just trying to think of something that felt a bit less gendered but also kind of represented the yeah, what the, the name that I had before. So that's why Rin. Let's get into talking about some baking, shall we? So I wanted to this time focus all on all about like lemon pies and bars and things like that. And I've got a variety of different recipes of different kind of levels of, I guess, intensity and yeah, difficulty. So the easiest one that I want to start with is the salty lemon shortbread from um, Alison Roman. And I've made this many times now, made it maybe five times. So that's why I wanted to reference it on the pod because it is really good. And the only kind of adaptations that I make, well, first of all, you need to make sure that you're using the corrected version, which is on her website and Substack and things so the printed version in her book is wrong and sweet enough so what I did was I just went into the book and corrected it uh, with the correct proportions so you need to make sure you're using the right one the other thing that I change sometimes I don't want to uh, cream my like butter and sugar if my butter's cold then I just use the normal rubbing in method which is what I usually use for shortbread and it works out perfectly. So you can rub it in if you don't want to cream your butter and sugar. And the other thing, so I, I, I kind of stick to everything else. Um, the topping of mixing the sugar and lemon is really, really important. It's like you rub lemon zest into sugar and then sprinkle it over. That's really important, don't skip that. I really like the preserved lemon, which is optional, but I absolutely love preserved lemons. I think if you can get a really good one, they are wonderful. 
I know that the ones I get are from a company called Bella Zoo and they're quite small and they're also fairly mild but very very tasty so I sometimes include up to two of those because I know that they're good and then I just chop them quite finely before adding them obviously removing the seeds and then yeah other than that I basically follow the instructions and it turns out really really well it's delicious one thing I was surprised by is that it's quite different from my standard shortbread so it has a lot more butter and a lot more sugar compared to the flour whereas I normally will follow roughly like a three two one three three parts flour two parts butter one part sugar that's in weight which is kind of classic um at least as far as like a British shortbread goes whereas this one is richer and but I think it's really good so it's kind of one of my go-to shortbread recipes now so I love it and I just wanted to kind of share the success that I've had with that recipe and it's really simple and easy to make but so delicious such a nice treat great to share with people it also lasts quite well for a few days as well um, so it's a really nice one to like take into work or share with people at a party or something like that so really really nice um, and then we've got a mixture of successful and unsuccessful bakes for the rest of the podcast so <laughs> the second one that I wanted to talk about is the shaker lemon pie I think that so first of all this was a huge failure for me I did make it twice in in the in the thoughts that maybe the second time I would get it right but I couldn't get it right and I think that the main reason was probably the wrong type of lemons if I'm honest so the first time I made it so by the by the way I was following the recipe again from Sweet Enough by Alison Roman um, but the other recipes that I found online were like relatively similar some of them used a bit less lemon and the first time I made it I cut the lemons by hand but you really do need to use like a mandolin you need to, you need something that's going to slice it super 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 thin because you're using the whole lemon including the pith so you need it to get as, be as thin as possible so that it will soften and be edible when you finished making it um so that was that was that was my first error the rest of it was pretty successful really um it's just that the well it didn't taste great but also the lemons were sliced too thickly my second attempt i sliced the lemons thin enough that was that was good and i thought that might change the taste and texture significantly which it did change the texture i guess significantly but it was still too pithy. So that's what's led me to the conclusion that I think I'm, I've got the wrong type of lemons. So I don't know what uh, breed or species that I have, but they're pretty much the same as like, you don't seem to get many different types of lemons in supermarkets in Britain, at least not in London um, near me. I think they might be Eureka lemons, but I'm not, I can't tell you for sure. But I believe that if you made this with Maya lemons, I think it'd be a completely different story. Um, I, the other thing that I was really kind of annoyed about was 
the uh, the quantities are unclear. And I have found that with other recipes in the book as well, is that sometimes the fruit quantities are just way off. So, for example, I'd say the lemons I was using were pretty big, but to you, she says two mayo or regular large lemons around 300 grams. But I needed to get 300 grams of lemon, I needed to use three and a half lemons. And so that was way too much. Not only too much lemon, but also the wrong type of lemon, I think. So I would just say use two, any more than that is too much. And use a mandolin and use the right type of lemons if you can get them. Um, It's something that I won't be making again unless I can find a different, like a much thinner skinned lemon. And it's something, but it's something that I'd love to try if I'm in America at some point. Or if there's one floating around in London, a mayo lemon pie, I would happily, a mayo lemon shaker pie, I would happily eat it. So that was my kind of shaker lemon pie chronicles. And then the next thing I tackled was lemon bars, which I was very excited about. Now, this is not a common bake in Britain. We don't really typically have these, even though they're such a lovely, simple bake. And I know how popular they are in the States. And the descriptions of them sounded wonderful. I love the idea of having a shortbread with lemon curd on top. I think it would just be really like nicely balanced. You've got the sharpness and the richness, the sharpness of the curd, the richness of the egg yolks and the kind of buttery shortbread. So that was all very exciting to me. And I made two different versions of this once again. So, well, two, actually it was two, I made it twice, but uh, in the shaker lemon pie, I didn't really make two versions other than the second time, just tried to follow the instructions correctly. <laughs> but this time I made two different recipes, uh, just to be clear. So the first one I followed was a an Ottolenghi recipe. I believe it's written by um, Verena Lochmuller, who's the head of pastry at, at Ottolenghi or the pastry development chef, who's really great and her recipes are excellent. But for me, it just wasn't quite what I was looking for. So there were almonds in the base, which I didn't, it was quite a small amount. I didn't really find them detectable. The shortbread was very, very crunchy um, because it had been baked for a long time, which is not a bad thing if you want a crunchy shortbread. But then the curd was very like loose and soft. So it was the sort of curd that would be lovely to spread on some bread uh, on some toast or like put in a cake or put in a bun and that's what I'm going to be doing with it in future but it it didn't slice properly and so that was a bit of a disappointment for me I wanted sliceable lemon bars with a more tender shortbread and a more set curd but the curd was delicious don't get me wrong so I went back to the drawing board and asked for some advice in the Bake and Tell group, which uh, it's a Facebook group for people who are fans of Dory Greenspan. And I asked people in there, like, what recipe do you, is your favourite? And there were lots of suggestions, but the one that I went for, because the description most matched what I wanted to create, were some lemon bars from Tartine. And these are kind of they're called brown butter, but you don't, I don't think that you brown, at least not in the version in their book, you don't brown the butter first. So 
you just get quite a roasty toasty shortbread um that's quite brown and then it's got this nice set set curd but not too set not too like rubbery or anything just a beautifully set curd and they were still a very sharp curd and the the thing that i'm finding with some of these lemon desserts particularly the um the lemon bars and the lemon meringue pie which we'll talk about in a bit the quantity of sugar is just something you just don't want to think about <laughs> you just this is an occasional treat you can have a small slice or a small square and you can't like it it needs the sugar to balance the sharpness of the lemon juice it wouldn't taste good without with less sugar but yeah I think it's more of an occasional treat for me rather than something I'm going to be making once a week um yeah the quality the quantities of sugar are quite staggering but they are (laughs) they were truly delicious so let's talk about how to make these the other thing I really loved about these in the first recipe I made the Ottolenghi one you had to make your pastry base or your shortbread base and then you had to make your lemon curd set entirely separately and you had to like cook that on the stove and then strain it to make it smooth whereas these you bake the shortbread for a bit and then you just um pour the pour a mixture on top and then it sets in the oven so there's no other cooking you're just basically mixing things together in a bowl and then putting and then like pouring it on and baking it so they're actually easier as well as being I think a better overall bar particularly the textures were better so let's talk about how to make them so for your base um you've got 55 grams of icing or confectioner's sugar I think that adds to making the base quite crumbly which I really liked and tender but it's still kind of quite crisp you also want 215 grams of plain or all-purpose flour the zest of a lemon that's my addition 170 grams of soft butter um, 55 grams of toasted flaked almonds or you could use pine nuts which is their original suggestion and a little pinch of salt particularly if you're using unsalted butter and then for the custard you just want 70 grams of plain or ap flour 455 grams of sugar remember what I said earlier about the sugar Uh, the zest of three lemons 280 millilitres of lemon juice which was a lot and actually it took me way more lemons than it said I think they say six or seven it took me nine um six whole eggs and one egg yolk and the size for that is UK EU medium or US Australia large and again a pinch of salt and then you need some icing sugar to kind of sift over to garnish the whole thing so to make these we've got our ingredients to make these you want to uh, mix your uh, so that the way i would start actually is by preparing both elements so um what you want to do is mix your so you could either do you know what okay i'm gonna (laughs) i'm confusing myself here so what i would do here is i would make up my base but then not bake it and then I would make my custard and then I would put my base in the oven and then I'd put my custard on top the reason for doing it that way is because 
once it's in the oven, you don't have that much time to make the custard. So you want to kind of give yourself enough time to, to sort of, I don't know, I'm quite a slow <laughs> baker and especially separating all of those egg, egg yolks and juicing all of those lemons. It took me quite a long time. By the same token, you don't necessarily want to finish making the custard until just before you're ready to pour it on because you don't necessarily want that flour to start kind of forming gluten bonds, uh, the flour that's in it. So that's what I would do is I would make up my base, let it sit, um, make up, maybe, maybe I would maybe like juice the lemons, separate my eggs, put the base in and then make the custard while it's in and then pour the custard on top, put it back in the oven. So <laughs> I hope that all makes sense. But in order to make the base, you want to preheat your oven to 180C or 350 Fahrenheit. You want to mix your flour, salt, icing, sugar, and lemon zest. Then you paddle in the butter and nuts. Um, and then you could use a like a pastry cutter, but it is easier to use a stand mixer if you can and you need soft butter so that it paddles in nicely then you just press that into a greased and lined 9 by 13 inch or 20 by 30 centimeter tin and then you bake that for 25 to 30 minutes until it's kind of toasty looking and once you have baked that you need to kind of sling on the custard straight away like I said in order to make that custard you've got a Obviously, you've got to separate all your eggs. You've got to juice all your lemons. Uh, but then it's pretty straightforward from then on in. You mix the egg eggs and egg yolk with the salt. In a separate bowl, mix the flour, sugar, zest, and juice. And then when you're ready to sling it on top of the base, you're going to whisk in your eggs. Um, sorry, you're going to... So in a separate bowl, mix the flour, sh sugar, and zest. Then I would say when you're ready to sling it on top, add the juice and the egg mixture. And then you sort of mix, so you're mixing the kind of wet and dry. And then, um, yeah, and then add that to the top. It's a little bit hard work trying to get that custard even, but just persist with it. You don't really need any um, fancy equipment. You can just use a hand whisk, but you just need to be slightly persistent with it. And also just be aware that it will kind of sort itself out in the oven to a large degree so it doesn't it doesn't really be perfectly smooth but just kind of do your best with it um so once you have slung the the custard on top you return it to the oven then you immediately turn the oven down to 150c or 300 fahrenheit and you bake it for 30 minutes until the custard is set and that is it so let that cool Top it with icing sugar and then cut it up. Or if you're not serving it all at once, then dust each slice before you serve it with icing sugar. And that way you're kind of disguising any cracks and you're making it look very beautiful. So that is our, those were our lemon bars. And the final recipe that I wanted to talk about is a lemon meringue pie. So for this one, I followed a recipe in the book on pie by Erin Jean McDowell, who I do love. She's great. She has so much, so many interesting and fun ideas. What I found with this recipe was that maybe my pie tin is a bit deeper than hers. The crust was slightly less than what I needed. And obviously when it shrinks in the oven, it means it's even smaller. 
and then the curd was very good very kind of lip puckeringly tart which I enjoyed but it was slightly looser than I wanted um so that wasn't ideal and then I also found that the Swiss meringue that she gets you to make where essentially you just kind of temper the eggs with sugar and very gentle heat in a bain-marie um and then you whisk them that for me is not a stable enough meringue and even though I think I did under whisk the egg the meringue um but it also just loosens quite quickly after you've baked it and does it's really not very stable so what I'm going to do in the future now in England we actually use French meringue here so um lemon meringue pie is an American thing but we have taken it on and we love it but we use a French meringue because that's what we commonly will it's more of a homely thing to make is French meringue here much more common and we top it with meringue and then we return the entire thing back to the oven and it gets toasty in the oven um but I do think that that then runs the risk of like having a soggy bottom so what I'm going to do personally um and also I, I quite like having a more marshmallowy meringue I think I'm going to try to make an Italian meringue next time which is more stable so it's like you use a make a sugar syrup and you pour that in and you get you know it's it you it's quite hot mixture then you whip it while it's still really hot whisk it and it's just quite a good stable meringue that's cooked um i mean the other time they're, they're all cooked but in different ways um and then it's really good at being toasted without it kind of melting or getting smushy or like i don't know kind of yeah kind of falling into the the curd kind of thing so i'm going to try to make next time an italian meringue a sugar syrup meringue um and the other thing i might try is making that meringue in, in a different way so what I did this time was I actually added loads and loads of vanilla, which was a really good call because I think meringue is pretty tasteless and I think it wants something. <laughs> so I added vanilla, which was actually a really good idea. I added like three whole teaspoons, um, a couple of teaspoons of vanilla sugar and then some lemon, uh, some, sorry, some uh, bean paste as well, vanilla bean paste. But I think next time I might try making it with freeze dried raspberries and just like whizzing those up in a food processor to, to sort of grind them to a powder. And then, you know, they're not, because they're freeze dried, you're not adding any moisture to a meringue. It's stable. And it's just a great way of getting another flavor into that meringue. So that's what I might try in future. And then you've got like a lovely lemon and raspberry meringue pie. I'm quite tempted to also make like a passion fruit curd. But passion fruits are so expensive in this country that it's like taking out a small loan just to make a pie. So I'm not going to necessarily do that, um, at least not more than once or twice, unless it's like or for a very special occasion. Um, but those are some ideas that I had because I love lemon meringue pie, but not as much as my partner. And I think to make it more uh, rin friendly, I might do something with the the meringue to make it a bit more give it a bit more pizzazz so those are my uh thoughts experiences and recipes for the week and 
what you can do is you can find all of my notes on the Substack, which is homebaking.substack.com and please sign up as well. I've made it to a small milestone, which is my first hundred subscribers, which is great. And that's it for this episode. What we're going to talk about now is just what is coming up in the next episode. So the next thing we're going to talk about is donuts and donut flavoured bakes. So it's going to be majority like proper deep fried donuts, but there might be one or two cheeky things that are not deep fried. And we're going to stick to this kind of schedule of monthly podcasts and and, um, newsletters to keep me sane. But also I do love doing a deep dive. So it just gives me a bit more time to like try out more things which is good. So I look forward to speaking to you on about the 26th or 7th of uh, of uh, November, which is the Sunday or Monday. And yeah, that's what we're doing. So I look forward to speaking to you very soon. Hope that things are well where you are. Take care and happy baking. Bye. <music>
So I look forward to doing the same thing with donuts, which I'm slightly terrified about. But I think once I've done it, I will feel good about having done it. So there's that. Um, Okay, take care. Bye. Something that I'm curious to know if you're willing to share with me is what things, what recipe books you're enjoying at the moment and what recipes you're enjoying. Um, What cookbooks are you wanting to buy? What have you bought? For me, there are quite a few that I've considered, but the one that I have treated myself to, because I'm not really meant to be buying many cookbooks, I'm meant to be using the ones I've got, (laughs) but I've treated myself to Soleil L. Whaley's debut cookbook which is called Start Here and the reason I've treated myself to it is because I from what I understand from the reviews it's not just recipes not that there's anything wrong with that but it's also a kind of education book like it teaches you techniques and to be a more confident cook and why things don't work why things do work so therefore you can cook with more freedom and creativity and self-expression so I'm very excited about that also half of it is on desserts and pastry so it means that I can indulge my uh, love for baking as well as cooking Um, and I I just I hope that there's enough recipes that that are uh, things that I would cook regularly I'm slightly worried that there'll be too much meat in there but we shall see I do eat meat but just not very often these days so but I think that it's kind of quite a lot of recipes so there's sort of 200 so I'm sure there'll be plenty in there that I that I can um that I can have or that I want to 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 bake to make regularly so that's what I have invested in what have you invested in and why and what are you really enjoying baking and why um, I would love to to know what your thoughts are. Um, all right, see ya.